Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. So, David, to get started, the last year has just featured a a ton of change in in every aspect of of college sports, especially at UConn. You know, last year at this time, uh, conference tournaments were getting canceled. Uh, Then July, officially joining the Big East, uh, no games for football, a a crazy basketball season. From your perspective, what has this year been like for you and the athletic department? (laughs) Well, it's, (laughs) you know, it's it's hard to put in perspective because last March seems so long ago because of... Mm -hmm everything that we've been through that you just outlined. And and so I've really taken the approach, you know, to take things day by day, because as we've gotten more and more into this, you know, we understand that there, there's just so much of what's going on these days that's not in your control. Um, and, you know, everyone deals with that in, in some way, shape or form, but, you know, trying to facilitate, competitive sports, whether it just be uh, getting to school and practicing or, or competition, there's so many things that potentially could be roadblocks. And so we, we take it a day at a time. Yes, there's been a lot that's gone on, um, but we're, we're focused on from one day to the next and, and making sure that we're doing everything possible to put our student athletes in the best position possible to, to be successful and you know, keep them as as healthy as we possibly can. I know when the season started, especially on the college basketball front, there were a lot of questions on, on whether or not the season would be played through to this point, get to conference tournaments, get to an NCAA tournament, you know, knock on wood there. Um, are, are you surprised that things have been able to go kind of a, as well, I guess, as they could, given the circumstances? Well, I, th- I think... You know the the fall for the universities and the and the programs that competed in the fall. You know it gave us some insight and an idea that I thought we could be successful um, in in having a season. The thing that was questionable, I think, for for mm-hmm. me and a lot of my colleagues, was just what was the best time to start. You know, at what point in time of the year uh, was the best time to start? And so, yeah, there were conversations around well should we delay the start of the season you know would it be better to do start the season after the first of the year so i i remember those kinds of conversations but i don't i don't think it was ever in jeopardy mm-hmm. um especially based on the the success that other programs had in the fall and in going through a season it doesn't mean that it was easy you know there's a lot of headaches involved and a lot of cancellations and right. pauses but you know, it was clear that people could get through it. I know it's been, a, you know, a tough year for fans not being able to physically be at games. But from your perspective, how, how have you felt UConn fans, you know, have supported the program throughout this uh, this past year? Yeah, it, look, it, it's um, as different as it as it is for the fans, especially the ones that regularly attend our games in person. You know, it's it's completely different for the student athletes too. I mean, going into an arena where there's very few people um, and, and most that are there to do some specific type of job. So they're not, they're not there as a fan, you know, it it creates a totally different experience for them too. But um, look, our our fans have been very generous. There's a lot of fans that um, 
you know, were able to make their season ticket purchase or their contributions, you know, they, they left them with us um, and donated them so that, that we could, again, continue to fund uh, all, all the, the scholarships and operational uh, costs that, that it takes to run our program. So, look, our, our fans have been great. Um, I'm sure people are spending time watching us on, on TV more than they would like, but at least we have that. I mean, thank goodness for technology because, you know, all these sports um, really almost anywhere our, our student athletes are, whether it be on our own campus or on the road, you, there's a way to watch them. Uh, so I, I think it's, mm-hmm. you know, based on the advancements in technology um, and how prevalent TV is uh, with college sports, it, it really provides our fans uh uh, an opportunity to see us play. So where, where if this was 20 years ago, people might not be able to watch. Right. Right. We're, we're talking now on the uh, eve of the Yukon men's basketball team's uh, first game in, in the Big East tournament in, in New York city. I know again, all, all the complications that have been thrown in this year. How, how has the transition to the Big East been from your perspective? Well, certainly probably not as we expected it to be. Um, and, and what I mean by that is we, we all know and appreciate how significant it is for our program to be moving back to the big East. And, you know, I, I, I certainly have noticed, um, an energy around our program and an excitement around our programs, um, even in spite of the, the, the virus, um, and, and how COVID has impacted things that, that I hadn't felt previously, you know, just the interest level. And, you know, so to not really be able to, to see that tangibly um, in, in our arenas Mm -hmm. and and people coming out and supporting and having a good time, you know, that part's been disappointing, but the, the operational aspect of the transition uh, with the conference has gone very smooth. Um, You know, there's a lot of familiarity um, with, with UConn. So it's, um, it's it's not as uh, significant as it might have been going to a conference that you've never participated. But, you know, as I said, there's just a lot of familiarity with this league. We have a lot of coaches that are still coaching that used to be in the Big East. So uh, the, the, the transition operationally has been very smooth. That's great to hear. Right? And with you being in New York now for the tournament, I know you've been putting some great behind-the-scenes stuff out on social media. What's it like being a part of the traveling party this year? I know there are different tiers and all that sort of thing. What, what What's life like for you now that UConn in, in the basketball team is in New York for the conference? Are you kind of stuck in your room outside of the games? Uh, what's, that, what's that like? Yeah, it is. It's really... Um, it's just a totally different experience. And I, and I don't want to say that it's not a good experience, but it's a different experience. Mm-hmm. It's not, uh, it's not anywhere close to what a typical conference tournament championship is like. Right. Um, and, and, you know, that's unfortunate for our student athletes on, on a certain level, but look, just like our women went through the tournament last week at, at Mohican Sun, you know, there, there's an excitement here, obviously. Um, you just don't get to really enjoy, you know, everything that is typical mm-hmm. of these kinds of experiences. And so, yes, the, the Big East has really adopted 
as close to the NCAA protocols and procedures as possible, um, really, so, so to put, you know, anyone that has a potential chance to advance in the best possible position to not be impacted mm-hmm. if there were test. So um, what that means is, you know, yesterday when we were coming down uh, the, the interstate to New York from Connecticut, everybody was wearing and uh, face shields. Mm-hmm. And we traveled in three buses uh, where ordinarily we could have been on one bus. Um, and so all of these are precautionary measures that are being taken again, to, to try to put each team in the best position so that if there was a positive, the contact tracing piece is really uh, minimized um, to a degree where you can keep, you know, you isolate the one person and everyone else keeps moving along. Mm-hmm. I, I know you, you mentioned how this isn't, you know, a normal conference championship type atmosphere, but how excited are you, are you to be a part of your first Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden with UConn? Yeah, and, and let me let me make sure I I I, I the, when when the guys are on the court, it's it's very mm-hmm. much it's, outside of not having fans there. You know, the intensity it's, level it's I expect is going to be off the charts. Uh, you know, what everyone's playing for is is the same, and and so that part of it is it's just all the the intangible things around the, yeah. the the games themselves that aren't the same but in no way do i expect that uh the emphasis on the game or or the intensity level is going to be different um so you know i i think the kids obviously that this is their this is the one thing that they get to do um that that's really enjoyable for them right now because life for most people right now is is very challenging you know but um this is their outlet this is their time to really you know just go and cut it loose and not really worry about uh covid but even in the games what you're going to see if you're watching games you know they they want you to deal with timeouts differently and they you know in the media timeouts they want you to mask um so that again you you minimize uh the amount of time Mm -hmm. that people are in close proximity with each other and um, not masked. So it, it uh, you know, we're, we're going, you know, all out here to, to try to protect our kids and put us in the best position possible. I know there was some news made uh, last week, obviously year three of Dan Hurley's tenure here at UConn and, and an extension was given out. So I, I assume you're pretty happy with, with the performance of the team since he's been hired. But uh, how has he lived up to the expectations, you know, when you start when you met with him uh, through the interview process and, and where the team is today? Yeah, Co- Coach Hurley's affirmed, you know, our decision three years ago. You know, he's uh, he's a consummate you know, professional. He's a great uh, mentor and coach uh, to to these young young men uh, that that he's responsible for. He's you know very very committed and uh, singularly focused on the goal and the task at hand, which was to come and revive uh, this story program and, and make our brand in men's basketball relevant again. And, uh, and I think, uh, you know, 
this week is a great example of the fact that he's he's made that happen again you know that this is mm-hmm. this this experience that we've had here the last few weeks coming into the big east tournament um you know i i think everyone is probably very pleased with the progress that coach hurley and his staff and the program has made over the past three years so look the 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 extension was a um, recognition of that, as well as the fact that we want Coach Hurley to be at UConn for a long time. I, I know you've been having some fun with uh, UConn fans on social media over over the past couple weeks, especially. Uh, you having fun interacting with everyone? Yeah, look, it's it's um, social media is it, it can be enjoyable, uh, but there's a there's a side of social media that. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't care for, and mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, um, I, I find it hard sometimes to be honest with you that, you know, the way, the way I feel about things is, you know, if you're, if you're going to do stuff like this or, you, you know, you kind of have to take the good and the bad, but sometimes it's just not worth it because people can be so, um, I guess ugly uh, mm-hmm. is is a term that I would use as it relates to social media, and and that's not to say that I don't care that that I don't ever deserve criticism or I don't like people being critical of people. It's just unfortunately sometimes on social media um, and and in other ways people are um, really ugly to people, and um, yeah. I don't I don't care for that part of it, but. You know, the part of trying to engage with fans and, and provide them an inside look of what's going on, yeah, that's fun. And look, I, hey, there, it's, I, I enjoy uh, having banter with fans and, and uh, going back and forth with them about different things. You, you just want to keep it uh, in perspective. And, um, Definitely. Uh, if if we can do that and do it in a positive way, uh, I'm I'm all for it. I'll get you out of here on this one. Uh, as we're uh, looking towards the end of the basketball seasons here, I, I know a big announcement was made a couple weeks, maybe last week it was, uh, about some of the attendance restrictions being lifted on outdoor event venues. Uh, any chance uh, fans might be able to uh, check out the new uh, baseball stadium this spring? Yeah, w- look, we're we're having conversations. We had a meeting today where we talked about that. Um, and, and certainly any, any, uh, relaxation of the, uh, protocols around, uh, sporting venues and events, uh, from an attendance standpoint, we, we certainly look to apply those, uh, to our own venues. Now that there are other things that have to be taken in consideration because, you know, we, we do, um, have to recognize the fact that there is a, residential community on our right. campus and and so you know those are things that we have to think about uh on on top of uh just the fact that the the governor has relaxed um or dph has relaxed these these uh restrictions so um those are conversations that we'll have with with uh with people on our campus and make sure that we can uh, limit interaction between people that are coming from off campus to, to on campus. But I'm sure and, and confident that we're going to be able to have fans um, 
at, at our campus uh, this, this spring. So we're, we're going to work very hard to make that happen. And, yeah, the facilities are beautiful, and we, we look forward to having people come up and, and experience them with our team for the first time. Yeah, can't wait to check it out. So good good news on that front. So David Benedict, uh, really appreciate the time. Enjoy your first Big East tournament. I know UConn fans uh, can't wait to join you there next year at MSG, but uh, we'll all enjoy from home this year and cheer on the Huskies. So David, thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me on and go Huskies. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod the host at Jared Kotler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.